just uh, he's not normally a statist. Uh, Here, uh, I'm going to allow you to look into my mind. <laughs> yeah, right, You're going to force me to yeah. open my mind to you now. Even. Yeah, dang, but, Rand. You know, but keep in mind it is consistent though with. Uh, with the laws, I mean, I, I do believe that that if there is an admitted attempt to unseat a duly elected commander in chief, that is that does fall into, into into a category that goes beyond just somebody criticizing the I president. I think that's what we're seeing, and I, I think it's a coordinated effort. It's as, as coordinated and transparent, Jimmy. You're right, as what. Oh my god. Cory Booker. It's like, dude, uh, your eyes, you're freaking me out. It's like, I remember the first time I did diet pills. <laughs> this is going to be my Spartacus moment. And, and, and you know what's so funny? He He's going to end up standing alone on this, so he probably would have been better off saying it was his Norma Ray moment. But if you uh, know what he was trying to conjure with Spartacus, right? When everybody else stands up so that Spartacus isn't, you know, uh, separated from them. I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. And as soon as he said that, and of course he knew because they came out of the Bush Library, mm-hmm. and 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 by mid afternoon, it was it, they 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 acknowledged the fact that they did release it the night before, and indeed all of them were told that it was now public. I mean, this was an official function. And and the Republican and the chairman of the Senate committee, they all knew that. So that's, that's why he kept asking Corey, how many times are you going to say that? Yeah. I'm risking everything. Because they knew and they knew that he knew. And then the other Spartacuses, I'm, yeah. I'm, with, I'm, I'm with you, Dick Durbin just said. Just like in the movie. I was like, oh it, was, it was so, It was so ridiculous. And Cory Booker, oh the only gosh. thing dangerous about him is that uh, Republicans suck up to him like they did Obama. So but the we'll voters won't. Goes. And you know the what? The voters won't, yeah. And, and I think it'll be a long time, sad to say, before another black person or maybe even a woman will be elected to that office because uh, we now know how... It is used like a sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this racist, sexist. Oh my gosh! Well, I had an issue with Me Too and Aretha Franklin's funeral this week. I mean, it's too much this week. Well, and even and and if and if uh, white Democrats live up to their reputation, uh, they try to derail Obama. Uh, as you know, the whole uh, the whole question of whether or not he was a real U.S. citizen was brought up Hillary. not by. Yeah, it was it was Hillary Clinton who brought that up. So if John Kerry and Joe Biden have their way, uh, they'll they'll make sure that Cory Booker and Kamala Harris uh, go away. Joe Biden will be indicted if not in prison, and the vice president he might be able to slink off, but he'll slink off. A lot's going to happen in the next two years. Good. Well, and here's one quick thing I wanted to get through too because we're going to have Doug Giles on at eight thirty. But the. Uh, this Colin Kaepernick Nike thing is very interesting. Nike is right now supposedly, at least among pollsters, is paying a pretty high price uh, for for this. I'm not quite sure they're really going to pay a high price for it as it relates to uh, their future, as it relates to the consumer, but we'll see. But then it occurred to me that when I try, was trying to figure out why Nike – would make a decision like this that was so fraught with trouble. Now, I do realize that I had an issue with school, my son's school that I'm going to be addressing today, oh where gosh. they had... Uh, Can you say what school? Uh, no. But, but they said... Because I wouldn't... I don't private really, school. I don't like to say what's in, you know, but, but not yet, yeah, it's private school. 
and I pay a lot of tuition for the private school, and I sure as hell do not want to pay for a racist staff member to go before my middle school son and claim that the Star-Spangled Banner, Banner is racist, that Francis Scott Key is a racist. I was shocked when I you, heard that, That if you Jamie. put your hand over your heart, it's idolatry, that Colin Kaepernick is actually praying when he's kneeling, and that Michael Brown was innocent. Now, I could go to some street corner in a ghetto and pay some jack-booted ghetto thug $3 to tell my son that. I'm not paying $22,000 a year to have a staff member at my son's school tell him that. Is it a Jesuit school? Uh, okay, that's asking a, too much. That would narrow it down. It, but, but, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm telling you, um, that's not acceptable. If it were somebody brought in as just simply a guest who was designed to be provocative and make the kids think, I think I could understand but that Aiden's to a certain degree. But but he yes, he's and too young to not even fourteen yet, and 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 so you get a guy bringing in there who is dismantling every institution these young people are brought to appreciate, and also he lies to them, and he's a staff member at the school, which means he possesses a level of power, power. over these children that other people who are just brought in as right. guest speakers do not possess, and so therefore right. it's a level of coercion. It is it is trapping these kids, and on top of that, I do not expect people who are paid staff members of the school to where my child attends to lie to them and to, and to and to claim that Michael Brown was assassinated by a police officer um, uh, for nothing is a lie and not even backed up by the grand jury process. This is infuriating me. And 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 uh, I'm not after the person's job or whatever else, but I am going to be asking the school to allow me to come in and debate this individual in front of the middle school students. Well, oh my gosh, that would be awesome! Yes. Oh, that, and, and we have to broadcast it. You know, Jimmy, I I lost we lost my children's father when they were very very young, and uh, I sacrificed. A lot, and I worked very hard. And I'm not patting myself on the back, but it is testament to what my priorities are. My children went to Academy of the Sacred Heart by the hair of my chinny chin chin. <laughs> but they did K through eight at Academy. My daughter wanted, my son wanted to go to Sluha. My daughter wanted to go to Mary I, and there's no way I could I could afford that. And then they need cars and all that. I just couldn't do it as a as a, a single mom. But that school, they they represented my values and that's why I sent them there. That's why I made that sacrifice and that investment in their future. And nothing like that would have happened. I, my kids have been out of school. I hope Academy hasn't gone that way, but there was a conservatism there that, that I paid for because even back then, my son's 30, my daughter's 27. Even back then it, it wasn't what I wanted for my children in the, in the, schools in in our culture and and aretha i i will get uh i already got schooled as gia got schooled on something i got schooled on criticizing the gal what's her name the singer for her short skirt so yes the pastor did grab her inappropriately oh, Ariana, yeah, Rhonda, yeah. yeah i don't think i don't think that a man married or otherwise should put his arm around a woman's waist 
I don't. I think it should be on the shoulder. Do you do that to your guy friends? You know, grab them in by the waist. You don't do that. Um, and at the same time, and everybody's making. I actually, fun. I have to tell you, I have to admit to you that I actually, when I, I take when people take a picture with me, I put my. If it's a guy or a girl, I'll put my hand around their waist. I mean, generally, when we're doing pictures and stuff, maybe I shouldn't do that. I don't know. Well, I, I don't think that I don't think that you should be punished for it. But I'm just talking about old school. Yeah, yeah. Thoughts, right? Yeah. Um, and and we made fun of Clinton uh, leering at her. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, what do you think men do? Do I think he's pervy? Yes, for other reasons. But he he's a dummy that he's ogling her like that, and he's on the stage. So he's but just. Let an me ask you this: what, Was he really was he ogling her, or was he just? And I'm, I'm far be it for me to defend Bill Clinton, but uh, or was I mean, she was on the stage. He's behind her. So it's kind of hard, like, not to look at her. I don't know. Well, I that, but, but, but that's what you have to do. You <laughs> right. know, if you don't have sunglasses on, <laughs> right, right? So nobody sees where your eyes are. You should not do that. But I don't think he's a perv. I don't think he just got busted for being. My point is, he's a guy. That's what guys do. What do you think they? I mean, those are just facts. Guys like pretty girls, and they're going to give them the up and down. And smart guys learn how to hide it from their wives or they have sunglasses on. But I had a problem with her skirt, and that's where I got pounced on. That's not the way to dress for a funeral. And I this whole me too and don't blame the victim, are you saying that she was asking to be groped? I'm like, no. But, you know, I mean, if my daughter were allowed to wear a skirt like that to school and she came home complaining the boys were patting her on the bottom, I'd be like, well, <laughs> what do you expect? Yeah. When my daughter came down the stairs until she, the day she left home, I would look at her and I would say, too much sugar in your coffee. That meant too yeah. much makeup, your shirt's unbuttoned too low. And to this day, she's 27 and she'll send me pictures of an outfit that she's buying for something and she'll say, too much sugar in my coffee. Yeah. And how much she's allowed to have in her coffee now is different. She's 27. But at a funeral, and 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 I wish that we would, this whole me too, and every guy is a predator, and and even just bad Or every dates. white person's a racist, like basically was what this, with what this person told my son and a whole group of middle schoolers. You know what the, you know what the, uh, one of the worksheets said? It, it, the question was, what phase of Colin Kaepernick's protest do you support? And none was not an option, probably. None was not an option at all. It was what phase of his protest do you support? There's some conditioning, and, and, the assumption that you do. And my only refutation, and or I told uh, Aiden this, I said, first of all, uh, don't buy into this idea that the Star Spangled Banner or, for that matter, the white man is the enemy of the black man. Because if you just ask this racist, in my opinion, if you just ask this person who was speaking to you, uh, how many black men have been killed by a Confederate statue? Because the guy brought that up, too. How many black men have been killed by Francis Scott Key? Or, for that matter, the Star Spangled Banner? And now tally that with another column of how many black men have been killed by black men. And there you have your answer as to who is a menace to black society and black men. And I guarantee you it's black men, not anybody else. And so, uh, and the only way a, a, a black would be killed by a Confederate statue it is if the statue <laughs> fell on them. 
and, and so you know that's so so all this BS is is driving me crazy. Jamie, it's shocking in your school. Pull him. Uh, oh, uh, uh, well, yeah. You I can't. Mean, that hurts him. He wants to. Yeah, uh, because he he loves the school. Yeah, and 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 this guy is uh, is the so called diversity director. And it's like, okay, first of all, so so if the diversity director is is just an anti-white propagandist, then that's not diversity. No. Um, you know, diversity, in any case, the, the idea of promoting diversity is not to then malign an entire other race of people. That's not what diversity is all about, at least in my experience. But that's what's happening. So anyway. I love Kim, your idea. Of debating it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, or, that's or perfect. Having, You're not going in there, you know, with your Confederate flag wanting his job. It's like, give me equal time, and he needs to stand yeah. here. They have yeah. a debate club, right? Well, and Get the debate club to sponsor it. And, and especially <laughs> since, again, I make the point, this, it'd be different if this person was somebody brought in. And by the way, this was, this is a, uh, this was a middle school theology class. And, and the, my other question is, because it's a Catholic school, my other question is, is it Catholic church teaching that when you put your hand over your heart that it is a, a sign of idolatry? Because you know what? I'll tell you right off the bat. The answer is no. And that was and, and the so, word, idolatry. And, You're idolizing the flag. That's not what the Catholic church teaches. And my son goes to a Catholic church school. So I don't want some jackbooted racist also misinterpreting and purposely abusing Catholic church teaching in a Catholic school. So I do not ever and will never partake in any kind of religion in any way, shape, or form that would tell anybody that putting your hand over your heart is a sign of idolatry. At that point... Uh, whatever you're involved in there, you're in some kind of weird cult and you can kiss my ass because I'm not, I'm not allowing any of that kind of thing to, to be going on. And certainly I'm not paying thousands of dollars a year to have my son subjected to it. So believe me, this is going to be a problem today. But anyway, back to the Kaepernick thing. So uh, I, Kaepernick was a scrub Everything he did was it was no sacrifice at all. It was an effort to save a football job that he was in danger of losing. He was never going to be a starting quarterback, and so he just simply did the worst possible thing uh, a person could do, and that is uh, fake some kind of sacrifice. So he is a he is a he is a stolen valor. Uh, civil rights activist and has and and Stolen should not valor. be lauded for it. But 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 to my point about Nike, what I'm seeing now and th- and this is this ties into this this lecture from this person because keep in mind there are people who are trying to tear down our institutions for a variety of reasons. Some of them are racists and and, and that anything white or connected to white history is to be eradicated so it can be replaced with black history or black dominance or black separatism or um, uh, Muslim, yeah, or black privilege, and so and so, those people have that motivation. Nike and the makers of the movie, like First Man, have a different a different goal, in my opinion. Nike is more concerned about how 
the rest of the world feels about us than they are about how we feel about Nike. Same you way brought with, that up earlier, and I hadn't thought about it like that. Same way with the makers the of the movie The Bender. First Moon, uh, First Man. They leave out the American flag, presumably because they want the movie to be marketable across the world. Now, uh, these guys don't make that much money overseas with their movies. But anyway, that seemed to be their excuse. So finally, I figured it out that these corporations and these companies that uh, try to diminish American superiority or American pride are really doing so from a marketing standpoint because they don't want to offend people from other countries. They're truly globalist individuals. Yes, that they really think that way. That I, I don't even know how much of it is by design. We see Solinsky rules for radicals. We see that. Um, and on some level, I mean, de facto, it is. It tears things down. What what holds us together uh, in such a diverse nation already is the love of country, a common language, things that we can gather around because we are so different in every other way. So that's very debilitating. I think they really think that way. I think they really think whoever you know, makes those decisions, they feel in their hearts that he is what they say he is. And they don't care what other people think. I'm not sure that they're going for a bigger market share, if it's global or not. Um, my son uh, it, raised in, in the environment that I just described to you. He works in D.C. He was in the military, in the Army for eight years. Um, he works in D.C. Now, this is a kid that was grounded in conservative principles in my home. And when he talks to me now, he's been inside the bubble that he's like, well, except for you, mom. <laughs> but but I see it creeping into the way he thinks that the rest of us are rubes. Well, you're, those people just aren't very sophisticated. Mm -hmm. And I call him on it every time. And, and then he reassures me, but except you, mom, you're not that way. Right. But what, like all my friends and everybody. And, and it's like, how is this happening to you? It's living there. When you're there, he's been in D.C. for years now. It, it, it seeps in, and it is truly what they think of us. And and it's a shame, but mom's always mom, and don't you speak to me with a patronizing tone, and I tell them that. Right, right. Because because it's there. I, you know, and, and in looking at the ad, too, uh, the Nike ad, I, I can only look at this and say, wow, of all the people to narrate an ad, about sacrifice and everything else. And you're seeing pictures of like, you know, uh, people with no legs. And you're seeing these unbelievable uh, accomplished stars and uh, sports figures and those kinds of things. And suddenly at the tail end, you see this big old afro from, of a, of a cop-hating uh, hack, football hack. And you're like, how is it possible that you are the one who is narrating this this commercial about sacrifice and about just doing it, about, about being heroic, when nothing you did was heroic in any way, shape, or form? It's cognitive dissonance for us, but for all the people that, that are of like mind, and obviously the people that make these decisions are, they feel that he sacrificed the, the, the narrative that now he can't get a job in the NFL and, and the president is, is – it, it all goes back to that. And he, who else do they have that they could put – I mean seriously, in that camp, if not him? 
who would they choose? Well, you could choose any. That's a lightning rod like him. Oh, a lightning rod. Yeah, no, the, you, you couldn't. But 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 the, he's perfect for them. Yeah, <gasps> but but Colin Kaepernick is not the person to uh, promote the idea of being the best that you can be and sacrificing for for the for for yourself or for others, and and of just being of not being told you can't can't do it. I mean. Obviously, Colin Kaepernick succeeded Super Bowl wise, and and I, I I get that, and and completely understand that. But the fact of the matter is, his career was dying, and he had nothing to lose. It's the narrative of the white man putting black people down. That's what he represents. Yeah, because he's black, and 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 that's how it fits. Their idea of sacrifice is not ours. Losing limbs, losing your life in the name of God, family, and country. That to them is kind of icky. Yeah. Actually, in the ad, I didn't see a uh, white man represented in the ad, but uh, I, I'll, have to, I'll have to peruse that and see. That's, but, the, that's does, the premise uh, when it, you're a cop hater. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the premise. Yeah. And that's, and that's what's where everybody is having their disconnect because, because they are conveniently. Uh, uh, leaving out his pig socks, and and, and they always do, and they've, tr- they've this has morphed into some Orwellian recreation of the reason why he took a knee, and and but because they're trying to claim that it's not about cops killing blacks, that it's really about injustice overall, and I'm trying to figure out what injustice they're talking about overall because. Uh, uh, if, if you want to talk about injustice, injustice is being a black staff member of a Catholic high school lying to middle schoolers about a police officer who shot Michael Brown and claiming that he did it in cold blood when a grand jury decided he didn't. It's not a claim. It's a fact. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, exactly. So, Well, I think that things are going to turn. It's a Friday. Uh, it's going to be nice and cozy inside with the rain. Sorry about <laughs> Lufest, but I heard Robert Plant's going to be at the pageant. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Matt, the Bernie sisters are are, are not going to be here, but they're going to be performing this weekend somewhere else. Oh, they're going to be here? Oh, okay, cool. All right. Well, they're going to be at Gaslight, too. Let me give Doug, Doug uh, Giles a call. And we'll see how things change with the president's successes. There are people that are going to be on the wrong side of history, and I don't think it's us. Jamie. Good morning, uh, Doug. What's going on, buddy? Doug Giles, ClashDaily.com. I'm here with my pal Kim Paris. I don't know whether you've seen her on Facebook or not. She's an old uh, Tea Party stalwart, as you are, so you're in good company, brother. Uh, By the way, he just – Doug texted me. Man, buddy – First of all, I texted him when he when he showed me the picture of uh, this one he did of Clint Eastwood. You see this? I mean, first of all, I texted him. I said, "Man, when I get rich off of Clash Daily TV, I'm buying your originals." And he goes, "I'm going to sell them to your fifty. I said, "I'll pay you two hundred." I mean, I, I'm telling you, this artwork at ClashDaily.com. You can it, and, and and where else? Where else can we uh, we? What's the other website where I can see your artwork, buddy? Yeah, my online gallery is DougGiles.art. Okay. I, I'm telling you, this is – it just is is absolutely uh, amazing. Uh, between your Rockwell Welch and your Melania and, and Donald Trump 
picture, and then now this Clint Eastwood bit, buddy. Uh, maybe Burt Reynolds is on the way too, huh? You know what? I was uh, I was thinking about doing an homage uh, to Mr. Smokey and the Bandit uh, this morning. I was looking at that uh, iconic picture of him in the red shirt and the Trans Am <laughs> with that uh, with the Stetson on, you know, looking over his uh, left shoulder and. And, uh, you know, what's weird about this is, um, you know, I've done art for many, many moons. Uh, I love painting African animals. I've been to Africa 23 times, uh, big hunter, et cetera, et cetera. And um, then the people love these iconic images from movies. I mean, they, they do buy my animal paintings, but I think we've sold, I think, 2,000-plus prints of uh, the Trump Wanted poster of draining the swamp and uh, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Trump that I have in the Mr. and Mrs. Smith pose, uh, Keep America Great. And uh, it's, it's selling like crazy, man. And uh, we, have, we have several different uh, options, a tiny little 9-by-12-inch uh, print on beautiful luster poster paper, and then it goes up to uh, huge jacles on museum quality canvas for like seven hundred and fifty bucks. Uh, I think it's hilarious. Um, my buddies um, who are artists, they don't. They, uh, my gallery so doesn't understand me. They're like, you know, well, he's painting these political, you know, paintings, and they're offensive, and they're the ones that are shipping uh, my stuff uh, <laughs> out their front door while everybody else's stuff doesn't move. Dude, I, I it's just it's it's amazing and it's and it's really uh, beautiful stuff. Uh, up there at Clash Daily, you have uh, a great video. It's kind of a mashup of just how insane the left has become uh, in terms of all their blustering and all their calls for violence and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty it's a pretty amazing piece. And you also have an interesting bit about the uh, jobless claims, as you point out. And you know what? It's true. This is the first time I've actually seen this news that jobless claims have dropped to a new post-1969 record. And yet it's – and the reason – and to your point, it's not being reported hardly anywhere. No. It's Stormy Daniels. It's an anonymous senior White House official you know, with this, this tawdry little op-ed that New York Times is running with and everybody else is uh, – yodeling about and by the way if uh if if you're the pussy that wrote the anonymous op-ed <laughs> column that new york times is running with uh please show yourself jamie who does anonymous stuff is is jamie allman your real name uh yes yeah, well so, uh, james so, allman is my, yeah james but my, my my parents call me jamie but because my dad yeah same way i mean dad. my real name's doug giles i don't do anonymous stuff <laughs> right I'm right not, sitting there hiding, you know, behind some shadowy curtain, lobbing rocks at uh, powerful people. Uh, People know who I am. People know who my wife is. People know, uh, not where I live, but uh, they they understand it's Texas and in the Austin area. I'm not hiding in a little corner. This is garbage. And, Jamie, here's my prediction. This is going to be, it's not a senior White House, you know, staffer. I guarantee it's some low-level punk who probably listens to National Review and is embittered still with the Gang of 22, poisoned his mind back in 2016. And it's going to be humongous uh, nothing burger. I mean, one of Hillary's aides with a 
Palmieri or whatever her name is, I can uh, I, I forget her first name. She said the same thing. She said, uh, for what it's worth, you clowns are glamming onto a big uh, pile of nothing. Yeah. So, you know, FYI, beware. No. Well, you Run know, and- I, I pointed this out earlier, and 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 on a on a, a truly serious note regarding the New York Times and journalism in general. Uh, in its in its regular reporting, uh, the New York Times is even violating its own standards, which has always been that anonymous sources should be used sparingly. That that in fact, it's a last resort to use an anonymous source. And you know, I'm not bragging, but I was in the investigative reporting business for hell 14 years at a local TV station here, won a boatload of Emmys and everything else, and I never once used an anonymous source in any of my reporting not one time and now they've morphed into into actually anonymous editorials which i bet it's 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 freaking it's national inquirer i guarantee uh next week on the front page of the the new york times we're going we're i think national inquirer sorry uh if if uh, you work for National Enquirer, you're listening. <laughs> I think your journalistic standards are a little bit more stringent than the New York Times. But I guarantee, Jamie, probably next week they're going to run like a, a cyclops uh, uh, alien from Mars has been found in some, you know, Farmington, New Mexico cotton field, and it's pregnant with Donald Trump's baby. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's getting that desperate. You know, the Stormy Daniels stuff didn't wash. The Russian collusion stuff didn't wash. All the other. Uh, things that they've tossed at Teflon Don have have completely, you know, just gone uh, tits up and stuff. It's not working. And so they trot out some – you know what's funny about that New York Times piece? Uh, I, my favorite line in it, uh, Jamie, was, uh, this is not deep state. We are concerned for the state of our nation. Translation, it's frickin' deep state. I mean, who says that? And it praises the media, <laughs> CNN, and it says John McCain was a was a great leader, and he's off the scene now. So you know it's unfortunate, but we've got to get rid of this Trump guy. This is this is laughable, and it is it is sad, man. Just like you said, yeah. it is sad that they trot that kind of crap out. But hopefully, your listeners. Uh, my readers over at ClashDaily.com, you know, <laughs> their eyes just open a little wider. And yeah. they see these people are full-on, unhinged, TDS lunatics. Yeah, at some point, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 uh, the these guys are going to just collapse uh, under their own weight. I mean, at some point, they're going to they're overplay their hand. I'm not quite sure whether they've done that yet, uh, but they're, they're damn sure about to. I, how's the poll doing, by the way? I, I noticed Twitter has now officially banned Alex Jones for life. And now, as we've talked before, make no mistake, Alex Jones, you know, I don't agree with everything the dude says. And I, I think, you know, his Sandy Hook stuff and his 9-11 stuff, I don't like I never like that point of view. But I but I still um, I still uh, watch Alex Jones. I still uh, pay attention to him. And I think he makes some awesome points about a number of different things. But I don't support anybody being lifetime banned on Twitter. I don't care whether you're a liberal or a conservative. But how's the uh, how's the poll doing regarding who could beat up who uh, better, Rubio or Alex Jones? If they were fighting, you had asked um, who would win a fight between Alex Jones and Marco Rubio. 
Yeah, so know? for the uninitiated, uh, uh, Alex Jones approached uh, Rubio at uh, some after yeah after a meeting and stuff, and put his hand on him. Marco, Marco, don't you touch me? And <laughs> Alex, like, like I said, look, I patted your arm because I don't want you to pat me, and uh, I'll take care of you. And and then it devolved into a big back and forth tete-a-tete after that. And uh, so, you know, it, it, it looked like they would go to blows. So we put out the clash poll. Who would win in a bare-knuckle brawl, Alex Jones or Marco Rubio? Overwhelming, 88% uh, Alex Jones. <laughs> Boy, I, 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 I do have to tell you that Marco Rubio probably has lost the most throughout this entire process, the, the Trumpian transformation of the Republican Party. Because for a while there, you know, uh, yeah, there was Jeb Bush, and, and people wildly ridiculed him. But Rubio was one of those guys that, you know, I'm sorry. Well, let's put it this way. Democrats were like, he's my favorite Republican, you know. And then some of the younger set loved him because it was like, wow, you know, he's the, he's the great hope. He's a minority, and and he's the great hope for the Republican Party. And I'm sorry, but I don't think there's any hope for these guys Anymore, I don't know who's going to come after Trump, but it's not going to be. We're not. We're not turning any clocks backwards. That's for sure. Yeah, Trump's definitely uh, widened the womb <laughs> <laughs> when he came out. Uh, uh, whoever's going to follow him is. Oh my God! I mean, I don't. Who, how do you how do you follow up a Donald Trump again? Aside from what he's done from a policy standpoint. And again, you talking about uh, uh, earlier about the incredible uh, jobless claims drop uh, to new post 1969 record. Uh, uh, these just astonishing type things. Uh, who's going to be able to fill <laughs> fill those shoes and give it to the left and give it to the media like he does? I was watching him last night in uh, in Montana. Yeah. And, uh, just in, in, you know, I, of course I like Donald Trump. I, I love what he's uh, doing for our nation economically, uh, from a national security standpoint, from a uh, social conservative standpoint, and how he so completely blew away all the uh, evangelical never Trumpkins, which how he sided, you know, with uh, with life, marriage, and and uh, uh, the unborn type issues. But uh, but aside from that, you know, what he did to the the media. Is something that you know. I don't. I don't know if anybody. <laughs> maybe. Maybe Dennis Miller. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know who could fill those shoes because <clears throat> he absolutely clobbered uh, uh, a systematic propaganda machine that has beat you know people who love America and the founding docs and who just want classic Americana. They have beat us to uh, black and blue for the last forty years, and he didn't take their shit anymore. And he gives it to them. Uh, joyfully and uh, comedically and daily, and uh, I don't. <laughs> there's no way a Rubio would come in little tinker pot shoes and and try to, uh, you know, take the baton and make it a better place, run with it for the next four to eight years. I don't know yeah. who's gonna. Well, who's gonna do that, man? It's interesting how now it seems like everything is, is backfiring. Like like for instance, everybody thought this New York Times op-ed would be. Oh, here, this is the end. And it's like, no, it's actually just made people who support President Trump support him even more. Woodward 
comes out with his book on Tuesday, and the pre-leak of it is all about all this terrible stuff that's going on and all these people who are upset with President Trump. And all we do is say, oh, that makes us love Trump even more, uh, this book. And then it, it reminds me of during the election, like Hillary would have these commercials uh, that were Dev- that supposedly were devastating towards President Trump. And so they'd list all these things that Trump wanted to do. And I couldn't tell whether this was a pro-Trump commercial or, or, an, or an anti-Trump. And I was like, I, after Hillary got done with him, I was like, I like him even more than I ever did. It's crazy. Yeah, well, um, you know, isn't, isn't it interesting that Bob Woodward's going to end his career um, – putting out a book that's on the same level as Omarosa's and Michael Wolf's. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, just, just again, a pitiful little attempt to unseat Trump. You're not after Richard Nixon. This has nothing, no similarities whatsoever, Bobby. And, uh, you know, it's just a, him and uh, Carl are just sad old men, man. Their liberalism yeah. is emitting out of their pores. And uh, like you said, every time, you know, these people put – Forth these unsubstantiated claims and trying to knock the president uh, off the wall, it just uh, pigeonholes them into a permanent putrid state of some little envious lackey that's, uh, that didn't get a squeaky toy in 2016. Yeah, I guess there's always going to be a market for – because what they're doing now is every other two weeks – uh, somebody on the left or somebody who wants to attack Trump, they just simply manufacture one big pacifier that these anti-Trump people stick in their mouths for a week and a half or so, and then they they move on. So there's a, certainly an industry for that kind of thing, uh, but boy, it's, uh, eventually it runs out. And, and uh, Bernstein – you know, it, things are moving so fast in terms of media corruption and beyond. This whole Bernstein CNN thing has been forgotten, which is a bummer because somebody needs to make the, this guy confess to what he did, which was basically lie. But I, I mean, then the CNN staffers are now uh, upset about it. So it's, things are going nuts, man. Well, I mean, uh, you know. Trump constantly gets called, and we get called lunatics, and we're brainwashed, and we're just these knuckle-dragging droogies, you know, on the the ridiculous right. But, man, you look at the Kavanaugh hearings, you look at what they're doing in the media, you look at the unhinged factor. Bro, if I was a liberal, Jamie, and I know I've said this a gazillion times on your show, I would be so embarrassed that I would seriously consider uh, conservatism, libertarianism, because, I mean, just to see the way that those – those people behaved at the Kavanaugh meeting. And by the way, when I try to get into a courthouse, it's hard as hell. How do they get into these hearings? You know, how, how, how do these people, how do these crazy lesbians, how do these uh, <laughs> radical Muslim chicks, how yeah. do these soy boys rock up at places like that? I, I, that 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 absolutely confounds me. I mean, I, I don't know how they do it, but and because they're they're all dressed. A certain way. I mean, it's a it's a dead know, giveaway. Man. You know. Can you imagine? Can you imagine you're sitting there and you know you're a sharp looking girl and you got your DC suit on, you got your heels on, and, and next to you is this 
stinking, uh, <laughs> crazy shaved head chick wearing stretch pants and an oversized T-shirt with no bra and 40 triple floppy D's sitting next to you. She smells like a damn goat who had a permanent in the basement of a butcher shop uh, eating gorgonzola cheese. Oh, that's bad. And you know, and you know what's going to happen. I, I, I wish there were cameras in there that would show them, you know, bubble up, you know, right before they blew. Because I guarantee their eyes are twitching, you know, their legs just moving crazy. Got REMs going on uh, close up on their eyeballs. You know, that's Weinstein the is... That's the left, and that's what they'll do because their ideas are vapid. Their worldview's been tried and found wanting every place on the planet. And so they got to resort to uh, uh, conform or to bullying in order to get us to conform, but it ain't working. And thank God we have a president who didn't take their crap, man. And uh, I think his leadership of defiance, which I heard uh, Joe Rogan and Stephen Tyler the other day on Rogan's show, they're talking about how it's so untoward and not palatable. I thank God because he's showing Americans that you know, yes, you should be nice. Yes, you should. Um, uh, be gracious, but when you are being bullied into the belief stuff that you fundamentally and radically don't believe, and it has zero and squat to do with our constitution, our nation, then you should be rebellious. Doesn't mean you have to break things. Doesn't have. Doesn't mean you have to drop the f bomb on people. But you ought to be. You ought to be able to tell people a big fat no. I don't right. <laughs> believe that. And no, you're not going to control me. What do you think? And by the way, speaking of Joe Rogan, I've always I've always liked Joe Rogan and his podcast. Apparently, I, I don't hear it all the time, but when I do, when I can listen to it, I do. So you you uh, you like Joe Rogan? Yeah, he's he's an interesting cat. You know, um, to me, I put him kind of a more sedate version of, of Russell Russell Brand. I don't believe yeah. everything uh, the guys say, but uh, you know, Joe Russell, um, both of them, very well read. On uh, on a broad range of topics, uh, I've never I've never uh, gone to sleep uh, during one of his podcasts. <laughs> Always in, and the one with that he that he and uh, Tyler did, uh, I had amazing stuff on, uh, especially the music business and artists and and uh, all the stuff that uh, Stephen went through, uh, yeah. getting screwed by managers and promoters and everything else. A lot of wisdom deduced down in that two-and-a-half-hour uh, podcast. No doubt. I think we talked about Russell Brand a, Brand a while back, and it's like uh, for a while there, it was it was always this, you know, oh, Katy Perry, how could she possibly be with this Russell Brand character? I'm, going, I'm thinking to myself, Russell Brand must have, after one week with Katy Perry, must have thought, am I, like, married to the dog chained outside the Starbucks? Because that's what her eyes look like. She looks like she is completely lost. Because Brand has an. Yeah, I mean, I, I get I get Russell's attraction. I mean, she's smoking hot. And oh like yeah, a buddy of mine who's a buddy of mine who's a state of bachelor since he was fifty. He uh, he he marries this girl who's twenty, uh, and just absolute you know uh, playboy type material. And so right before he got married, I said, "Hey man, uh, I get it. You know, I I completely." Uh, sympathize with uh, with your plight, and uh, yeah, uh, would I'd like to absolutely. But you know what? You got to talk to her afterwards. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right, you got to right. hang out with her afterwards. 
and she's about as sharp as a bag of wet mice. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and that's the thing. That, that's why I think that's why I love uh, your sensibilities as, as it relates to you know Clash Daily TV and ClashDaily.com. And all the people you kind of refer to sometimes in 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 your uh, in your in your work and commentary, and that I think we're the same in that sense, Doug. We uh, we appreciate high IQs. All right, so sometimes I might not agree with you politically or whatever, but I certainly can tell when somebody has apparently read enough or has has done enough to come to some of the conclusions that they've come to, whether or not I agree with them or not. But I do know that they've actually done uh, the, the, uh, the work. Like it's kind of doing a math problem. You, they can show their work. And if they can show their work, I'm good. So, uh, you know, I think that's, that's a good, good appreciation to have. And I think something that we ought to taking into the future ought to, uh, ought to get us someplace. Except that they've done their work. Then they agree yeah. with us. That's yeah, right. why. Exactly. I mean, so <laughs> I, we can yeah, separate the you wheat know, from the chafe pretty easily these days. And that's, you know, I, I hope we return uh, back to the kind of rigorous, uh, vigorous, uh, deep and wide debates that used to go down in this nation instead of, uh, again, the, the, garbage of bullying and uh, blacklisting and banning uh, when you don't agree with somebody's speech. That's, that's, such, that's so lame, Jamie. That's like, the, that's like the, <laughs> the perfect example of the person that, that I uh, completely pummeled in my book, Puss Vacation. You know, it's, oh, you can't handle this and you can't handle that, so you're going to ban Alex Jones, and listen, like like you said, man, he's not my cup of tea. But the left, you got to grow some balls, man. You got to toughen up a little bit, and uh, your ideas could could really be uh, bad. They could be vapid, and uh, you know you don't need to have pride to where you can't swallow a tough little jagged pill uh, that what you've believed heretofore uh, just isn't palatable. And it's like I said, it's been tried and found wanting. Well, How come people can't just sit back and and uh, digest that? You know well, what I mean? Yeah, if you if you want to see get an example of what Doug's talking about, going back to the old days, just look at a Gore Vidal William F Buckley debate, and 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 you have kind of the essence of of what Doug's talking about. And those are the days when you had some pretty distinct personalities and distinct ideas. And you go back to the late fifties, early sixties, and there were people savagely battling each other, but they were battling each other intellectually uh, with intellectual savagery as opposed to just, you know, shut you down, ban you here, turn you off, hit you overhead with a bike lock type of stuff. Yeah. I love it when uh, when Buckley uh, finally had enough of gore and he said, I'll punch you in the yeah. cheating nose, you blank. I know. I know. I, I, here's another thing I like. I like them smoking on the set, man. I know. Halloween cloud. Looks like they're electing a pope. And, and uh, <laughs> thanks, no big deal. Yeah, and, I know. Uh, you know, they, they went after it and nobody's crying. The audience isn't, you know, stacked for the left. You know, it's just a, it's just a great thing to watch, man. And civility's got to come back to this nation. And um, and I again, I I would say, I know I'm a conservative man, but I'd say that uh, uh, the the lion's share of that responsibility to calm things down uh, belongs to the left. 
Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree because they're the like for instance, even if you look at the Cory Booker issue yesterday, it scared the hell out of me to see a guy. First of all, he was lying, but it scared the hell out of me to see a guy who uh, elected official become just another civil disobedient protester. And I'm thinking to myself, once you get elected politicians deciding they're going to be civilly disobedient, your society is going to go right down the crapper fast. Yeah, and who refers to themselves as Spartacus? I know. <laughs> I am Spartacus. You got to be kidding me! You're asparagus, and uh, yeah, and uh, it's it, it's clownish, man. I mean, he became yeah. the male version of Maxine Waters and Sheila Jackson Lee. If they had a love child, it would be Cory Booker. <laughs> Right on, brother. All right, man. We'll uh, we'll see you at ClashDaily.com. And what, I'm sorry, what's the – I didn't write it down. What's the art uh, website for for us again? Shame on you, man. I know, it's, buddy. Uh, DougGiles.art. DougGiles.art. Okay, good, buddy. Well, congrats. All right, y'all. And uh, have a great, great weekend, weekend, brother. Man. Okay, buddy. Yeah, I'll talk to you stay soon. Right. It's Doug Giles. Yeah, he's he too. Stay what a great guest. He is a great guest. His. I mean, he can put that imagery in your head. Yeah. I know what they smell <laughs> like now when you're sitting next to them. I mean, sharp as a bag of wet mice. Uh, that's, that's the next one. That's like unbelievable. He he reminds <laughs> me when he talks. Of- it's interesting. Uh, Man, it, it, it's kind of like like that's why Dennis Miller was so great because you you sit there and watch Dennis Miller and you go, how in the hell does this stuff just roll off of your tongue in that right. way? I mean, how how is it that you could have such a high uh, capacity yeah. in terms of not only your vocabulary but also your rhythm and everything else? How do you how do you get that? It's almost like it's like it's like watching a singer. You right. know, it's pretty amazing. You're good at it. And I've told you that before. I mean, to speak extemporaneously for this much time and, and you don't hesitate and, and, or if you, if you sidetrack a little bit, it's intentional, but you're able to come right back where you were. Yeah. Because it's frustrating to a listener if I'm really with you. And then if you don't come back to it, I, I really respect you you. and all the people that can do that. That's it. That's one of the things that I sometimes need to get a little bit of a rain on because I will talk and then I will go. 20 minutes in between something because I brought up something about an umbrella and then I'll come back into, you know, and so I'm like, I got, I got to sometimes because. But as long as you take us all with you, what you do. (laughs) Right. right. I'm I'm asking a lot of people though sometimes, but I appreciate that. Kim Paris. Birds of a feather fly together. (laughs) Apache Blaze. So, so I was with, I was, uh, somebody looked like they might've had one of your products. I was at a stoplight and this dude was vaping. You guys, you do vape, is your vaping glass, right? Uh, not vaping as the word is used, but we yes. do sell uh, one now because, remember, we're American-made only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know what's interesting is vaping is going to become more and more popular, right, as as states go legal. Um, you're not burning any organic material, and that, that's important to people. But what I think we're also going to find is going back. It will never go away, but I think it will grow even the culture. You don't pass your vape pen. Right. Right? Right. But you will pack a bowl and you will pass it. It's about the community. It's about uh, camaraderie. It's it's a social 
thing. Right, right. And and that's what's so fun, especially the way we connect people with the artist and and you know, two point what we're doing is gonna be even a more direct connection with the artist. And and you know, being in the culture, the mindset of it's not even about your mind being altered to any great extent. Oh yeah. Um it's yeah. It, it's a social thing that goes back thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. It's a great space to be in. Right. Especially as it goes mainstream. You know, it's a subculture and in the glass and glass blowers, it's a subculture, you know, Operation Pipe Dream. When when Tommy Chong is put in jail for bongs. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> they're serious and it nearly extinguished that subculture. And Degenerate Art is a great documentary. Um, you don't even have to be interested in glass blowing or this scene at all, and you would really appreciate it. But there's a thug boot of government, so yeah. it's nice to see the subculture reviving, and it is a uniquely American art form. And and you know whether it's glass blowing techniques or they're innovative, and I'm I'm happy to be part of bringing you know forward the American artists. And you know what, we're about the only ones in the market. Yeah. Well, and, and plus, uh, what you're doing uh, doesn't smell like chocolate or strawberry or no. anything else. And you're not going to get chocolate-favored cancer from it either. No. Is, <laughs> the vapors are all going to go right after my, my, my ass on this thing. I always do whenever I talk about vaping. I like vaping, okay? It's fine. I was sitting next to some guy who was clearly vaping, uh, but he was blowing whatever he was vaping out his window. And it was like a huge plume of smoke. I mean, it was like pretty unbelievable, whatever this was. And, um, and so it made my, and I was right next to him, and his window opened, so I'm at a stoplight, and it's like this smoke just wafting through. So by the time it was over, my car smelled like friggin' hazelnut smoke or whatever the hell the guy was doing. I mean, it was just like. Better than when sitting next to a protester, apparently. I can't get that. <laughs> and you're right, it's just adjective ad- after adjective, got a perm. I mean, got, then, then right away, I know what that smells like, and a gorgonzola in the basement. Oh, my just, God, he it, is too funny. It just got grosser with every, every uh, right? word, every line. Well, and you know, you ask, uh, or, or he asks who's allowing that, you see uh, Diane Feinstein's discomfort. And, and oh, yeah. I take great joy in that. She does not like this at all. And you remember, was it yesterday or day before, hot mic, and she leaned over to the chairman of the committee, who's a Republican, and you, you caught just a bit of it before they killed her mic. She was wanting him to call a recess. And so I think it's the Republicans that are letting in, because they could stop that at the door if they wanted to. Sure, they could just shut the whole thing down to the public. But I think it's the Republicans, and I think every time they act up like a bunch <laughs> of monkeys, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And seriously, watch Diane Feinstein's face. <laughs> you think you think Megan McCain has resting bitch face? Look at Diane Feinstein when they start up, and she's just like lasers coming out of her eyes because she knows how it makes them so look. So that's, that's an interesting point. So you're saying that that you think that this is perfect because the Republican, because first of all, there's there's no chance they're probably they're gonna... the ones paying him outside. This is Trump's administration. <laughs> he is a troll's troll. Right, right, exactly. That's perfect because because the foregone conclusion is he's going to be uh, confirmed anyway. Right. So why not just let the left make bigger fools of themselves right. through the process? Right. Good point. And, and, and they do all look like that. Exactly what Doug <laughs> said. It's like, have you ever seen a more homely yeah. group of people in your lives? I love it. I think you're. I think you're. you're you might be onto something. They're they're right out right out of uh, the uh, the DC School of the Arts. 
and and paid right. paid actors. And I love it, man. All right, well, enjoy her suffering. The pain is coming. <laughs> All right, dear. Kim Paris, check Thank her out you, on Jane. Facebook and ApacheBlaze.com as well. And thanks for the T-shirt. I'm glad you like it. Love it. Establishment elite versus we the people. That's really what it's about. We're in the fight of our lives. Right on, baby. All right. Thanks a ton. Have a great rest of your weekend, everybody. And hopefully, if you're going to Kid Rock tonight, it's not rained out. I should, don't worry about it. It'll be good. Power through, right? And thank you to Discovery Design, discoverydesigninc.com for the Radio Free Almond Studio. So have a good one, everybody. Thank you.